but I'm just a rock chick. I would describe my music and my sound as Avril Lavigne. The best damn thing. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, a facts and trivia-based podcast about Canadian pop singer Avril Lavigne. I'm your host, Andrea DeFrancesco. In this edition of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of Avril's debut album, Let Go. Today also marks one year of the podcast, so what better way to celebrate? In this episode, we're going to discuss everything about this iconic album, plus reminisce about some of the most memorable moments and best performances from the Let Go era. But before we begin, I'd first like to address some recent news and events that have happened with Avril since our last episode. Please know I'm recording this episode well in advance, so there may be some info missing here and there may be some events planned around the Let Go anniversary not included here. On April 16th, Avril posted stories from the studio recording a new song with John Feldman's band Goldfinger. It is unknown at this time if it's a feature with the band or if they are a feature on her song. It's also not known if it will be on the deluxe edition of Love Sucks or a single release by Goldfinger. On April 18th, she appeared on a segment of The Walk-In on Amazon Music where she took fans inside her closet and discussed some of her most iconic pieces. On April 19th, Avril and Modson hosted a Paris-themed party to celebrate their recent engagement. On April 29th, one day prior to starting the Bite Me Tour, Avril joined Olivia Rodrigo on stage at the Toronto date of her Sour Tour to perform Complicated. On April 30th, Avril began the Bite Me Tour in Canada. Cameron Hurley joined her to replace Dan Ellis as her new guitarist. Unfortunately, after only one show, someone in Avril's camp tested positive for COVID, which delayed the next few shows. The tour resumed as normal a few days later. On May 15th, she performed at the Juno Awards and sang a medley of Complicated, Bite Me, Girlfriend, Skater Boy, and I'm With You. She also presented the TikTok Fan Choice Award to Shawn Mendes. Host Simu Liu introduced Avril to the stage by singing a parody of Complicated and asked the crowd to join in. On May 20th, the film Good Morning with a U was released, written and directed by Modson and Machine Gun Kelly, in which Avril makes a small cameo appearance. And while I am recording this episode in advance, we do know that on the day this episode premieres, Avril is due to receive her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, a lifelong dream she's always wanted to accomplish. She also mentioned doing a re-release of the album with old demos, but it is unknown at the time of this recording when that will be released. So with that, let's get into our Let Go celebration. I actually did an entire episode with facts and trivia on the album as well as each song as one of the very first episodes of this podcast, so feel free to go back and have a listen if you missed it. First, I thought we should begin by discussing some general facts about the album and acknowledge its impact on pop music, even to this day. Here's some fast facts about the Let Go album. It is Avril's best-selling album to date, selling over 16 million copies worldwide. It is the best-selling album by a Canadian artist in the 21st century. The album received a diamond certification in Canada for sales of 1 million units, which is a rare achievement. It was the highest-shipped debut, the best-selling album by a female artist, and the third overall best-selling album of 2002. At the time, Avril was also the youngest female solo artist to have a number one album in the UK at age 17. The album also earned her a total of eight Grammy nominations, including nods in major categories such as Best New Artist and Song of the Year. To date, it is her only album to be recognized by the Grammys. She also won New Artist of the Year, Single of the Year, Pop Album of the Year, and Album of the Year at the Juno Awards, which is the Canadian equivalent of the Grammys. With the successes of Complicated, Skater Boy, and I'm With You, Avril became only the second artist in history to score three consecutive number one top 40 singles from a debut album. According to Billboard, Let Go was the 21st best-selling album of the 2000s, and a reader's poll by Rolling Stone ranked it as the fourth best album of the 2000s. It ranks number 58 on the all-time Billboard 200 Albums chart. 
It was her highest rated album on Metacritic with a rating of 68 out of 100 up until the release of her latest album, Love Sucks, which has a rating of 74. Avril's 2002 hit single Complicated was turned into a parody called A Complicated Song by legendary parody artist Weird Al Yankovic for his 2003 album Poodle Hat, which won the Grammy Award for Best Comedy Album. It is widely considered an honor in the music industry to be parodied by Yankovic and a sign that the artist has made it. So clearly this album was huge, so much so that it became a cultural phenomenon and influenced many pop stars to come. The novelty of a -a once-in-a-generation artist like Avril, combined with the raw, confessional storytelling on an album like Let Go, was like capturing lightning in a bottle. Several record labels attempted to cash in on a success story of their own with the likes of Hilary Duff, Ashley Simpson, Miley Cyrus, and Demi Lovato. Their albums were filled with angsty, guitar-driven pop songs about love gone wrong. They also took a page from Avril's style and wore plaid skirts, converses, and loads of eyeliner. Even Katy Perry was initially pressured by her label to be an Avril soundalike in the early days of her career. And American Idol R&B diva Kelly Clarkson eventually turned to Avril for inspiration for her second album, Breakaway, which featured a song initially penned for Let Go that went unused. Kelly dug even deeper into rock music for her third record, My December, which many fans have compared to Avril's sophomore album, Under My Skin. But Avril didn't just influence the pop scene of her day. Her impact has lasted well into the present since several of today's biggest stars cite her as a major influence. Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, Shawn Mendes, Willow Smith, Five Seconds of Summer, Justin Bieber, Haley Williams, and Taylor Swift are just some of the many superstars who have name-checked Avril as an artistic inspiration. Avril co-wrote all 13 songs on her debut album and has written or co-written on every album since. She also plays guitar, piano, bass, and drums and has always been adamant about singing 100% live. Since day one, she has called the shots in all aspects of her career, whether it be deciding what songs make the cut of an album, what she wears on stage, or who she partners with in her musical and business endeavors. She was truly a trailblazer for artists everywhere, especially female artists, to be in the driver's seat of their own careers. And it's important to note that Avril didn't just have an impact on the music world. She also inspired a legion of young girls to play guitar, skateboard, and wear neckties, all things that were traditionally male-dominated. She showed the world that women could rock too, and created a safe space for women and girls to freely explore and express their more masculine side. Let Go also acted as the perfect gateway into rock and punk music for many kids and teens, long before the days of streaming made this type of music more accessible. It was just pop enough to appeal to kids, but had enough rock edge to make them curious to explore more. Avril frequently discussed her favorite bands that influenced her sound, such as Blink-182, Green Day, and Alanis Morissette, and also covered these artists in her concerts, thereby introducing their music to a new generation. Let's not forget Avril's impact on pop culture. I've personally always felt she was a large inspiration behind the spunky pop rock songs on the hit Disney Channel series Hannah Montana, which premiered in 2006 when guitar-driven pop was at its peak. And even Lindsay Lohan acknowledged her character in the 2003 remake of Freaky Friday closely resembled Avril. Anna Coleman is an angsty, misunderstood teen who plays guitar in a rock band. Avril continued to be referenced throughout several books, movies, and TV shows, which I'll discuss a lot more of in a future episode. Now that we've discussed the impact this album and Avril herself had on both music and popular culture, let's reminisce on the top 20 most memorable moments and musical performances of the Let Go era. Let's start off with some of Avril's best or most memorable live performances in chronological order. We can't forget about the time the world was first introduced to Avril as she made her television debut on MTV's Total Request Live in June 2002 when she performed her first single, Complicated. 
A couple months later, she was on top of the world, literally, as she performed on the rooftop of Radio City Music Hall in New York City at the pre-show for the MTV Video Music Awards on August 29th. That night, she went on to win her first ever award, which was for Best New Artist in a Video, making her the youngest artist to win that award. She also helped Lisa Marie Presley present the award for Best Female Video to Pink. Avril's performance at Viva Interactive on September 17, 2002 was all laughs as she performed Skater Boy to a small studio audience. Towards the end of the performance, Avril's guitarist Evan Taubenfeld decided to climb the railing on the wall, which caused Avril to burst into such hysterics that she struggled to finish the song. One of Avril's best and most memorable performances is when she performed on the German television program The Dome on November 30, 2002, where she gave energetic performances of her hit singles Complicated and Skater Boy. This particular performance is memorable for a couple of different reasons. According to some behind-the-scenes footage that was never officially released, but is available on YouTube, Avril revealed after the performance that her in-ear monitors were not working, so she couldn't hear the music properly. At the start of the performance, you can see her realize the monitors aren't working and she pulls them out of her ears. She goes on to perform with no issues and runs all around the stage and even interacts with the fans in the audience. She then concludes her set with Skater Boy, which is finished with her guitarist Jesse Colburn running into the drum kit and crashing to the floor. In the same backstage footage, Jesse is seen with a bandage on his arm and hand, while Avril's drummer Matt Bran has a massive bloody bruise on his ribcage. This performance was a true rock star moment in Avril's career. And as a bit of added fun, Avril also met the boy band O-Town, who was also on the bill for that night. She filmed a bit of them rehearsing backstage and met them after the show. The next memorable performance was a full-circle moment for Avril as she capped off an insane 2002 in the same city that started it all for her. She pulled double duty as both co-host and performer for MTV's New Year's Pajama Party, held in Times Square in New York City on December 31, 2002, after edgy rock performances of her hits Complicated, Skater Boy, and Losing Grip in a t-shirt and camo pants, Avril warmed up in a set of adorable flannel PJs with angels on them. One of Avril's next biggest rock star moments came on February 20, 2003, when she performed across the pond at the 23rd Annual Brit Awards in London. She performed Skater Boy, but not in her typical fashion. This time, she was joined by 21 drummers, who all drummed together in perfect synchronization. And while you can't see it on the video, it appears from some photos that Avril might have taken a spill as she ran on stage, but she quickly recovered and went on to give an amazing performance. As an added touch, she also wore socks with the British flag on them, and at the end of the performance gave a shout-out to her parents watching at home. A few days later, Avril returned to the States for her first-ever Grammy Awards appearance, which took place at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Avril and her band rocked the red carpet in a memorable ensemble of vintage tuxedos. Avril completed her custom-made suit with a top hat, and she performed her Grammy-nominated song Skater Boy during the ceremony. The next memorable performance, sadly, was under some unfortunate circumstances. While on her first headlining tour, the Try to Shut Me Up tour in Dublin, Ireland on March 24, 2003, Avril received the news that her grandfather had passed away just a few hours before her show was due to begin. Avril made the difficult decision to continue with the show and dedicated the last song in his memory. She gave an emotional performance of Tomorrow on acoustic guitar and sang the song flawlessly, even while choking back tears. At the end of the show, her band came out to give Avril a big group hug and the crowd cheered their support. Next, on May 3, 2003, Avril was the only female artist selected to help pay tribute to heavy metal band Metallica for the special MTV icon. She performed Fuel off the band's 1997 album Reload. Avril said she was initially worried about performing a song in such a low register, but she got the stamp of approval from Metallica's founding members James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich. 
Another full circle moment came on April 6, 2003, when Avril performed Losing Grip at the Juno Awards, which took place at the Corral Center in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, the same venue where a then 14-year-old Avril performed with country superstar Shania Twain after winning a radio contest. Shania herself even introduced Avril's performance. Avril capped off an unforgettable night when she then won four Juno Awards, including Album of the Year, which oddly enough was presented to her by Chad Kroger of the band Nickelback, who Avril would go on to marry nearly a decade later. And to wrap up the best performances, I'd like to specifically call attention to a couple of acoustic performances that she did that I think really show off her natural talent and are definitely worth a watch. AOL Sessions, which was one of her earliest performances, taped on April 8, 2002, and Bands to Bed On, both of which you can find on YouTube. The performances weren't the only memorable thing about the Let Go era. There were also many funny and amusing backstage moments that perfectly captured what Avril was all about, as well as the amazing connection she had with her band. We can't list Avril's best moments without remembering the time she won her first ever award. As I mentioned in the best performances, Avril won the MTV VMA for Best New Artist, and the speech she gave is just incredible. Let's take a listen. Dude, this is amazing. My dreams are coming true. And this is something that I won't take for granted. I've had this dream for a very long time, and it's incredible. I want to thank all the people around me. I want to thank L.A. Reid for just letting me do my thing, and that's what it's about. I want to thank everybody at Arista for all their hard work. Network management, Terry McBride, Shauna Gold. I want to thank MTV for all their support, everybody, much music, fans, and my boys, Jesse, Evan, Mark, and Matt. You guys rock, I love you guys. One of the reasons why I particularly love her acceptance speech is that it's just so heartfelt and genuine. She also thanked Much Music, which is a competitor of MTV, so it's just extra funny to me that she did something she didn't even know she wasn't supposed to do, because that's just how genuine and green she really was in the music business. Lastly, I love that her band was always the center of everything she did and that she always wanted to include them in some way, so thanking them in her speech only felt appropriate. I also just love the scream she does at the end, because it's just such an Avril thing to do that no other pop star would have done at the time. Continuing with awards, we have to mention when Avril took home the year's biggest honor at the Junos, Let's take a listen to her acceptance speech. Wow. Um, I don't even know what to say. This is just a huge honor to be accepting this award, and it's a huge honor to be in the same category with these other nominees. I, this is just so incredible, this being my first album, and it, you know, going this far, having this dream of mine you know, come true. It's, it's pretty amazing. So I'm just looking forward to... Continuing to make music and creating and growing as a writer and um, an artist, and I just look forward to the future. So thank you very much for this. I really appreciate it. I like this speech because it shows that she didn't necessarily expect her first album to do as well as it did, and that she was already thinking about her next steps. As we saw, she went on to make many more incredible albums and continue to have success for the next two decades. Next, who can forget when Avril famously put a cockroach on her tongue? While on set filming the music video for Skater Boy, the crew discovered a cockroach on the ground and bet Avril to put it on her tongue for 10 seconds in exchange for $100, which she successfully achieved. You can see the hilarious moment play out in MTV's making the video. Avril is also one of many celebrities who knows how it feels to get slimed. Back on May 16, 2002, Avril performed in a concert for the children's TV network Teen Nick, 
She and her band played along in a fun game that resulted in Avril getting dunked in a pool of green slime. You can find video footage of both the concert and the sliming on YouTube. Avril continued to make a splash on television after she performed on the legendary comedy program Saturday Night Live on January 11, 2003. Though her sketch with NASCAR icon Jeff Gordon was ultimately scrapped, Avril still performed her planned songs of Complicated and I'm With You. She wore a vintage red home hardware t-shirt, a local business from her native Canada. The shirt was from Avril's personal collection from when she used to play soccer as a child. After the performance, the demand for the shirt was so huge that the chain produced a limited edition line of identical shirts for sale at home hardware locations nationwide, with proceeds going to charity. It wasn't all fun and games for Avril, though, as she notoriously received some criticism when she mispronounced David Bowie's name. In January 2003, Avril helped announce the Grammy nominees for Best Male Rock Vocal Performance and flubbed the rock star's name, instead pronouncing it like Bowie. Her rock cred at the time was already on shaky ground, since she hadn't grown up listening to much secular music. The name flub of one of music's biggest rock stars only added further fuel to the fire for Avril's detractors. But Avril didn't let the haters get her down as she continued to have fun along the way. While visiting Australia for an interview with the TV show The Rove, Avril got to accomplish another dream of hers. She got to meet a koala bear up close and personal. You can watch Avril's adorable meeting with Don the Koala Bear on YouTube. And lastly, though Avril ended up living in the U.S. and traveling around the world to promote her debut album, she never left her Canadian roots behind as she would frequently play hockey while on the road. Her team began an annual tradition to play hockey on Avril's birthday at Chelsea Piers in New York City with Avril's band and record label. But Avril also took her talents to television when she played against a pro women's hockey player during an interview in 2003 in Germany. And now that we've listed out the top 20 memorable moments and performances from the Let Go era, let's hear some wise words from Avril herself as we revisit some of her most memorable interview quotes. Any fans who experienced the Let Go era in real time will surely remember the anti-Britney label the media gave Avril, referring to pop icon Britney Spears, since Avril was the antithesis of the typical pop star at the time. While Avril could have easily fed into the comparison to make herself more appealing or as a ploy to sell more records, she never did, and in fact was very outspoken against it in interviews with Dateline and TRL. They have to call me the anti-Britney, which they're not. I think that's very rude and very mean. I think it's a dumb game. It's just the media putting up like their labels. I'm not dissing her, and I don't mean to diss any artist, because, I mean, I don't need to do that. I mean, she's doing her thing, and I'm doing my thing, and that's all I have to say. Unfortunately, pitting women against each other was common in the media in the early 2000s, but Avril was always about building women up, with her music carrying messages of female empowerment. I love how Avril not only stood up for Britney, but she was also confident enough in herself to solely rely on her talents rather than resort to tearing down another artist. To this day, Avril and Britney remain on good terms, with Avril even attending Britney's Vegas residency back in 2016, proving once and for all there's no bad blood between these two pop princesses. Another thing I've always been particularly impressed by is how well Avril knew herself and what she wanted, especially at such a young age. She had no problem expressing herself and fighting for her artistic vision, two things that are absolutely vital in a cutthroat industry like the music business, which contributed to her success and longevity as an artist both then and now. She discussed the need to fight for her music and image in interviews with Dateline and MTV. You have a, a reputation for being in charge. Well, I mean, it's... It's, it's my face that's out there, it's my name, it's my picture on the album cover. I need to make sure that that represents me fully. Anything in life, I won't do it if it doesn't feel right. I always go with my gut and stand up for what I believe in, and I'm a fighter. Like, I fight for what I want. 
It's also very admirable that the massive amount of fame and success she experienced never went to her head. She has always remained down to earth and remembered where she came from, frequently mentioning her humble upbringing in the small town of Napanee, Ontario. Having a strong head on her shoulders undoubtedly helped Avril navigate a tough business where so many stars have fallen. Avril discussed her views on fame in an interview special called Exposed. I don't think of myself as being famous. I just think of myself as the same person that I was when I lived back in Napanee. While Avril enjoyed a string of hit singles, millions of albums sold, and heaps of awards, like any artist, she had her share of haters and negative press. But one of the key ingredients to her lasting success as an artist was never letting it get the best of her. Being on such a public platform and facing such harsh criticism could be debilitating for anyone of any age, but it was especially inspiring to see Avril be so unfazed and confident in herself at an age when most are just starting to find themselves. The way she graciously accepted the harsh realities of being in the entertainment industry showed a sense of wisdom and maturity beyond her years. Like I've come into this accepting that people are going to say like good things and bad things about me, and, and I don't go around like reading the press and stuff because I honestly don't want to hear what people have to say about me because I don't really care because I'm just doing my thing and I'm happy with what I'm doing, so I don't like worry about it. A lot of people do understand that I'm coming out as myself and I'm not made up by the label and stuff like that. And like, I'm honest, like I'm honest with my lyrics. I say whatever I want to say and whatever. A lot of people get that, but a lot of people don't. So it's just, you know what, that's just the way it's going to be. Some people are going to get it and some people aren't. Anyone who's has a lot of good things being said about them, some other people have to jump in and say bad things automatically. If someone's on a pedestal, people like just for that simple fact, just because they're up there, people just want to bring them down, and that's all part of it. And that's, you know, I'm aware of that, and no matter what, that's going to happen, so whatever. It doesn't really bother me. I don't really care. Another important element to Avril's success as an artist is that she has always had a strong sense of identity and expected she would evolve as an artist over the course of her career before she had even started planning her next album. I believe it's one of the reasons she has endured as an artist for 20 years and counting because she never shied away from experimenting, growing, or trying new things. The fact she was aware of this so early on in her career shows she had incredibly strong instincts even then, which would evidently lead her in the right direction. The following soundbite from an interview with MTV ended up being more prolific than she would realize, as she went on to release six more albums over the next two decades. I'm going to be around for a while. I don't care. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to go away. I'm going to make tons of records, keep on writing music and performing and reaching the fans. I'm only 17, so I'm still like growing and changing. And I think that will be helpful in this career because... You know, I'll kind of like reinvent myself or every record will be, I will have grown as a writer and as a person and my style will probably change a bit. So I think that'll be kind of interesting. We certainly can't leave out one of her most notable quotes, which she said while on set filming her first ever music video for Complicated on a hot, sunny day in Los Angeles when asked how she would describe her sound. I would describe my music and my sound as Avril it's such a simple, earnest, genuinely honest quote, but one that holds a significant amount of weight all the same. While Avril has taken inspiration from many of her favorite pop and rock artists over the years, she has managed to successfully carve out a sound all her own, unlike any other. While many artists after her have tried to replicate her unique blend of pop, punk, and rock, none have ever been able to match her exactly. And lastly, I'd be remiss if I didn't include what is arguably the fan's favorite Avril quote, taken from a featurette called A Day in the Life. 
It sums up everything you need to know about who Avril Lavigne is, what she's all about, and why she has endured as one of Pop's most beloved icons even 20 years later. If you don't like me for who I am, then you don't like me for who I am. And all you're gonna get is who I am. Those were my personal favorite performances, moments, and interview quotes, but of course there are so many more. I'd love to know which ones are your favorites over on the official podcast Instagram page at Best Damn Avril Pod, where I'll be posting some of the performances and moments we discussed here. Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to recommend some of my personal favorite documentaries if you're interested in reliving the Let Go era or perhaps even experiencing it for the first time. There were several live concerts and documentaries filmed throughout 2002 and 2003 that you can find on YouTube. Some of the best ones include the My World DVD, which was Avril's first live concert film. The bonus features Avril's cut and outtakes, which feature backstage footage from the Try to Shut Me Up tour. The ABC Family Anything But Ordinary television special, a documentary called Exposed, the featurette A Day in the Life, MTV Diary, an unauthorized documentary entitled Skater Girl, and another called Starville, which feature interviews with people from Avril's hometown, and the MTV making the video specials for the Skater Boy and Losing Grip music videos. And with that, we conclude our celebration of 20 years of Let Go here on the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast. Of course, there's so many other moments that made the Let Go era memorable and special that I'm sure I missed. So let me know your favorite memories and performances over on the podcast Instagram page at Best Damn Avril Pod or email bestdamnavrilpod at yahoo.com. A special thank you goes out to all the people on YouTube who posted the clips you heard here. Alexandra Barrels, Avril's Little Black Star, Sexy Girl 69690, CBC Music, Avril Ashley Rose, and Avril Lavigne Fan Club in Taiwan. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can be the first to know when a new episode drops. And don't forget to leave a rating or review as well. We're currently streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. Join me again next time on the Best Damn Avril Lavigne Podcast and a happy 20 years to let go. Here's to 20 more. The Best Damn Avril Lavigne Podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Andre DeFrancesco. Theme music is HD and Lights by J. Powell Flicks. Follow the latest podcast news on Instagram at Best Damn Avril Pod or email Best Damn Avril Pod at yahoo.com.